Welcome into the Bear Down podcast here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah every Tuesday and Thursday right here on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcast. You can find the Bear Down podcast with myself and Chris Bleck. We also host weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. here on ESPN 1000. This is your go-to place for Chicago Bears info, and it is finally game week. We've reached it. Week one of the NFL season is here. It kicks off on Thursday between the Rams and the Bills, and then on Sunday, the Bears and the 49ers will finally meet on the lakefront. We've been talking to you for weeks now, going through lists and going through predictions and talking to insiders and experts and people that do this for a living and, you know, come up with all the projections of what the Bears are going to do and what they think, and finally Finally, none of that matters. None of it matters because once you get on the field, that's when we'll see whether or not this team has improved from last year with a new coaching staff, with a new front office, with a few new pieces, with the same quarterback, but everything else and same wide receiver, but pretty much everything else is different. So going into this week, Matt Eberflus met the media yesterday on Monday for the prep of game week. They're off on Tuesday. They resume practice on Wednesday. And he talked about whether or not he likes where this team is right now. Uh, we're in a good spot. We are in a good spot. We feel good where we are. We've put a lot of hard work in. We're keeping, uh, you know, we're progressing, getting better every single week. And uh, we like where we are right now. And I mean, obviously, he's going to say that. I think you're going to find out from Matt Eberflus this year. This is going to kind of be a middle ground with Matt Eberflus, right? You're going to get the, this is the three bears, right? The three bears. Uh, and, and pun intended, obviously, because it being the Chicago Bears. But we'll say the three Bears, as in uh, John Fox was too cold, right? John Fox was a little too cold, and maybe he didn't give you enough information and was very short with his sound bites. And yeah, we'll deal with that internally and all that kind of stuff. And didn't want to didn't want to give you anything. Didn't want to give you the secrets to the playbook. Wasn't going to give you anything at all, really, because that's what he did. He didn't he didn't want to talk to you at all. And he didn't feel like he needed to give you any information because he was sharing, you know, war secrets and can't give the opponent any information. Matt Nagy was a little too hot and gave you too much. Talked a little too much. Word salad was often thrown around. I think that the term phrased by, or coined by uh, Tom Waddle uh, saying that, you know, this is word salad. This is nothing. This is just him talking in circles and saying a lot. So there aren't a lot of questions. And he just keeps going and going and going and going and going. And then you get to someone who's just right. And so far, now the games haven't even been played yet and we haven't even gone through an entire season, but so far, just from the preseason, I feel like Matt Eberflus is just right. He's giving you just enough. He's not telling you secrets and going into the game plan and schemes and stuff like that, but he's also not, you know, being cold about it. He's, you know, talking to the media. He seems excited to be coaching in his first season in the NFL, and he should be. He has a quarterback. He's got a decent what I think defense he's got some pieces there that he can work with and he should be excited it's his first year he's got the entire year ahead of him he is oh no he has a zero record right now when it comes to wins and losses he is on a blank slate so I think that it can be good to get a little bit but not too much and have someone who's willing to talk to the media but also not give you too much and not just kind of talk in circles and you know make you think he's smarter than the room Matt Eberflus talked about coaching his first game coming up on Sunday. 
Yeah, I think I think it's uh, it's always special when you do something for the first time. You know, you're you're uh, you know calling a defense in the NFL for the first time, or back when I called it in college, way back when, or or when you step into a new role as a head football coach. You know, it's it's part of the journey. You know, it's part of your your story that you're writing. You know, that you're help write with everybody else that's helping you, and uh, you certainly reflect on that as you go. You know, you take time to do that. You don't try to rush through things, and you make sure you're thorough and doing a good job with where you are. And Matt Eberflus, you know, he they kind of used the week of the third preseason game to prepare as if it was a real week. And if you noticed him, he didn't have a big play sheet in front of him. He wasn't calling plays on offense. Obviously, he's a defensive-minded head coach. Um, and he wasn't calling plays on defense. He leaves that up. He had the little, almost like what Belichick has. He had like the little note card or little notebook, and he was writing things in it. And just kind of getting used to the flow of what, being an in-game coach is about and that's what the preseason is for and when you have an in uh, a first-time head coach and he's working through those in-game situation he was taking notes you know he's not over there yelling at the quarterbacks or yelling at the defense that might, might happen that might happen you know you see Belichick do that every once in a while and the great head coaches because you know and I'm not saying Matt Eberflus is going to be Bill Belichick but I would imagine that in his mind in Matt Eberflus's mind when you go what kind of coach do you want to be he would say he wants to be like the greats, right? He probably wants to be like Belichick as, as far as winning goes. I'm sure he doesn't want to be like Belichick. He wants to be his own person. But when you look at the best head coaches in the NFL throughout history, you know, and, and in the game now, Bill Belichick comes to mind, obviously. Andy Reid, who does a lot of the play calling um, some of the time, or used to a lot now. And then you've got Mike Tomlin, who's there also in, in that great head coaches. Uh, spectrum, and I think that you know when you learn from those guys and w- watching them on the sideline, you know they're they're taking notes, they're working on things, and they're making in-game adjustments. That's what you need to be working on. And I think he's going to do that. I think Matt Eberflus is going to be that kind of coach. Matt Eberflus also gave an update on a few of the players here. Uh, he talked about Robert Quinn and what he could be bringing to the table. Yeah, Robert's been great all the way through. You know, he's walked into the room and he has presence in the room. Uh, guys are asking him questions all the time. Uh, he's a guy that uh, likes to help the younger guys a lot, and uh, he's invaluable for us, and uh, we love having him on our team. And I think he'll be great for the younger players on that defense. You know, more than likely, Robert Quinn will not be on this team at season's end, uh, but I feel like he is going to be someone who uh, it can – teach the young guys and kind of go and be a professional every single day and play. And then if the right offer is out there at the trade deadline, they will trade him to a contender. So Robert Quinn can go play for a playoff contending team, because I think we can all agree that this team is probably not going to make the playoffs. Uh, They're going to be a little better than people think, I believe, but I don't think this is a playoff team just yet. Uh, He also talked about the defense and can the defense be effective without takeaways? He's talked about this hits principle and the T is for takeaways. And so they want to have a lot of takeaways, which is not something the Bears have had since that record breaking season where they had an insane amount of takeaways. Um, And so he wants, he asked, was asked, sorry, he was asked, can the defense be effective without having those takeaways? Yeah, I think that your measurements on defense are always, you know, what, you know, we've had them forever, you know, what the measurements are, you know, how, how good do you stop the run, you know, what is your uh, average versus the pass, you know, uh, how's your red zone defense, third down defense, you know, how do you take the ball away, and obviously the ultimate measure is scoring defense, you know, and I think that uh, when you do that, you know, you'll have a, a, a pretty good squad at the end, but you only can play one game at a time, 
you know, so this is our first game. It'll be a big challenge for us. There's a lot of good athletes on the other side of the ball that we have to defend, and it's going to be a big challenge for us. And he's right about that because, as Matt Eberflus says there, it's a week-to-week thing. You know, they don't know anything yet. They'll go week-to-week. And I think that this is a team that wants to be better at the end of the year than they are at the beginning of the year, which is something every team wants. But I think that for a team that doesn't have aspirations of making the playoffs, I think internally, if you had to put them on the lie detector test, they would tell you that we're probably not going to make the playoffs, that they want to be better. They want to be a team that grows. They want to be a team that is competitive in every single game. They want to be a team that at the end of the year, the defense is playing well, especially the younger guys, the draft picks, and the young players that are going to be a part of this team's future. And also, Justin Fields and what he's going to look like at the end of the season. And has he made the jump to becoming the next great quarterback in the NFL? Darnell Mooney met the media as well uh, inside the locker room and was asked about the difference in Justin Fields last year to this year. Uh, just uh, his leadership. And um, it's probably some things that he's, he's been doing. But um, last year, he kind of, you know, you got some, some uh, big name guys in the, in the room and just trying to help him lead him on and uh, just trying to give him his, his best uh, advice as he can. Now he just gathered those things and uh, now he's ready to, you know, preach out his own thing that he can uh, help the team while. I don't think anybody has doubted Justin Fields' talent, but I think that now he's had another year with Darnell Mooney. He's had an offense that is tailored around him that Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, has put together for him, tailored to his strengths and taken out what he doesn't do well, getting rid of the weaknesses. And I think you're going to see a better-looking offense. I think you're going to see a more productive offense. Are there going to be top 10? Probably not. Are they going to be top 5? No. But can they be middle of the pack? Can you be right in the middle? If you're gonna, if the, the win total to me is going to be around 500, or you can't be 500, so eight wins, seven wins, something like that. So if you're middle of the road right there, I expect the stats to show that they are also middle of the road as far as an offensive and defensive unit, which is not bad. Because if you go from last year, they were close to the bottom in offense. Everybody's predicting them to be close to the bottom in offense. That if they're middle of the road, if they're 15th, 14th, that's progress. That's absolute progress. Because that next step is adding weapons for Justin Fields in the offseason with over $100 million in cap space and a full complement of draft picks for Ryan Poles to use. That then you make that jump as a playoff team, hopefully next year, into the top 10 of offense. And we unleash what we hope Justin Fields can be as a franchise quarterback. Darnell Mooney was also asked about something I'm going to talk about. Why are there so many doubters of the Bears this season? Uh, because we don't have any names. So if you're going to go by names or whatever, uh, or overalls on Madden or whatever, so uh, that's uh, that's how you, how people you know think. So eventually, everybody has to play, um, regardless of what team you have, regardless of how many people names you have. Everybody has to play, and uh, everybody's zero and zero right now. So. Um, you can be, you can think you're this good team. You can think you're this bad team, but you really don't know until you go out there and play. So, excellent words there from Darnell Mooney, meeting the media on Monday before the games on Sunday against the 49ers. And if you go through, there are a lot of doubters. I'm not going to call them haters. I'm going to call them doubters because I don't believe that anybody here in Chicago truly hates this team and wants them to lose. I think that people sometimes want to be right about their predictions and they might be rooting in their subconscious somewhere. We can get into psychiatrics and Freud and all that kind of stuff and where people are with their psyche going into games. And if you want to be right about your prediction or you want to be wrong about your prediction. 
But to me, there's more doubters than anything, than haters. And going through today, it's Tuesday, every Tuesday and Thursday, the Bear Down Podcast. Going through today is Power Rankings Day, right? Tuesday in the NFL, always Power Rankings Day. ESPN, NFL.com, The Athletic, Yahoo, CBS, everybody puts out Power Rankings. And today was the last day to put out Power Rankings before the start of the season. And then every Tuesday from here on out, they will release more power rankings. Now, going through the various websites as to where people are, I noticed this. Yahoo Sports was the most optimistic about this Chicago Bears team, putting them 29th in power rankings. 29th out of 32 teams. 29th, meaning that they only think that there are three teams worse than the Chicago Bears. Next up, you had ESPN, you had Pro Football Talk, and you had CBS ranking them 30th, saying that there are only two teams worse than the Bears in the NFL. Now, everybody kind of believes that the Falcons are going to be the worst team in the NFL. The Texans also lumped into that. So they're in that mix. And then you can throw in the Jets. The Giants are in there. The Panthers are in there. All teams that you assume are going to be looking, not the Jets because they just drafted a quarterback, but will be looking for a quarterback early in the draft, whether it's C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, Bryce Young from Alabama, all these other quarterbacks. There's always going to be someone like Joe Burrow who's a no-name quarterback who's like, ah, maybe he's a second, third-round pick who will rise during the college football season, and everybody will be saying, oh, this guy's a can't-miss top-five pick in the NFL, right? That always happens. So those teams that will be looking for a quarterback, Atlanta and Texas, for sure. And so ESPN, Pro Football Talk, and CBS have the Bears ranked 30th in the power rankings. The Athletic, not as optimistic, the, one of the least, said 31st, saying that only the Texans would be worse than the Bears. Now, I find it hard to believe that the Bears will be worse than the Texans, the Bears will be worse than the Falcons, that the Bears will be worse than the Seahawks, that the Bears will be worse than the Jets, maybe the Giants, and I'll even throw the Panthers in there. I don't know what they're going to get out of Baker Mayfield. I don't think they have anything else around. They're going to be they're going to end up going moving on from that contract because they can at the end of the year and end up trying to draft a quarterback. So I don't think that this team is going to be ranked 31st, 30th, or 29th at the end of the year. Then we get to NFL.com, the National Football League's website, the NationalFootballLeague.com, their very own website, has the Bears dead last, 32nd. 32nd. The worst team in the NFL? Really? The worst team in the NFL? I mean, look, I know it's preseason. I know that you can say, oh, the wins don't matter. They did go undefeated in the preseason, and Justin Fields did look really good in that last preseason game against the Browns, mostly backups, but still, you saw what we've been trying to get out of Justin Fields for the entire year, or the entire of last year, and you saw it in that game. And if they can translate that, at least some of it, to the regular season, then this team is not going to end up 29th, 30th, 31st, or 32nd in the power rankings. I want to see them be in the middle. I want to see them be in the high 20s, Low teens, or high teens, I guess, technically. High teens, low 20s. That's what I want to see. I'm fine if they end up being 16th, 17th, whatever. That's fine. I'm not worried about them being a top 10 team at the end of the year. I don't think they're going to do that. But just as Darnell Mooney said, why are there so many doubters? Uh, Because we don't have any names. Because they don't have any names. I mean, no offense to Darnell Mooney, but who's Darnell Mooney? 
everybody said that this team did not do enough to surround Justin Fields. Go through all these websites, ESPN, Pro Football Talk, CBS, NFL.com, Yahoo, and The Athletic. And when you look to them and you ask, what is it? What is it about this team that ranks them so low? Justin Fields doesn't have any weapons. The offensive line is shaky. They've got no one on defense. All they have is Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. That's all they've got. Okay, they're a young team. These guys are going to have to prove themselves. But you can't tell me looking at the schedule, going into week one against the 49ers, now they are a seven-point dog, six and a half in some places, depending on where you do your shopping, but that they could cover that game. I don't know if they're going to win the game, and I think they might lose their first two games. You can't tell me that, that, that they might win both the games against the 49ers and the games against the Packers. And if they do lose both those games, there's nothing wrong with that. Because then they have the Texans, and then they have the Giants. So they could be 2-2 two and two by the time we get to October. And that's fine. You can be 2-2. Two and two. Just in that game against the Packers on Sunday Night Football, when the world is watching Justin Fields and the new coaching staff, and Luke Getze, and you're, you're seeing shots of Luke Getze on the side, and you're like, oh, that's what Luke Getze looks like. Compete. Compete. Don't get blown out. Don't embarrass yourself on national television. Be in the game. Because that, to me, is what's going to be a true measure of this football team. I don't care that these websites have them ranked dead last, or second to last, or third to last, or fourth to last. It doesn't matter to me. I believe in this football team, and I think that they can go out and prove a lot of people wrong. And it all comes down to Justin Fields and Luke Getze, this offensive line, Darnell Mooney, the rest of the weapons. I think the defense is going to be okay. But as we start the season here this week, I think there is a lot of reason for optimism with this football team. I think the quarterback is going to prove himself that he's worthy of being counted on for the foreseeable future and that this team has a lot of pieces you can build on and that with over $100 million in cap space next year, a full complement of draft picks, that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus can be the right guys to take this team into whatever next future is for them. Because I believe in Justin Fields. I saw it at Ohio State. I saw him compete in the national championship game and in the college football playoff. I know he can do it. I know he can do it. We saw it in the preseason. You saw it in the preseason. You know he can do it. And so if you think they're going to win fewer than six games, they're going to hit the under in the win total, whatever, they're only a three-win team, that's fine. Just don't be rooting against this team. Because if they're a two-loss team, two-win team, I mean, if they're a two-win team, that means that Justin Fields is not the guy. And that means that you as a Bears fan are farther away from watching a competitive team than you thought before Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus took over. Because if Justin Fields is not the guy, then you have to draft another quarterback. It's going to be his first year in the system. Oh, we have to spend all this money. Okay, well, how many free agents are going to want to play with a rookie quarterback? Okay, well, are they taking Bryce? Are they bad enough to take Bryce Young? Are they bad enough to take C.J. Stroud? Or are they going to be bad enough and have to be picking fifth or sixth or seventh and not taking a quarterback till later, and then you're taking on a flyer on some dude, you know, out of somewhere that we don't know, like Trubisky out of North Carolina? Right? So Justin Fields has to be the guy for the future of this franchise and to get that rebuild completed by next year. Because in the NFL, it's hard to rebuild. You can do it fast. 
You can go from not making the playoffs to making the playoffs pretty easily. You can also go from making the playoffs to not making the playoffs like we've seen with the Bears. And I think the opposite is going to happen. I think you're going to see this team play well. I think you're going to see this team be competitive. And I hope that you're going to see Justin Fields progress. The Bear Down Podcast, every Tuesday and Thursday, we'll be back on Thursday with another episode previewing the 49ers here, seeing if the Bears can compete in that game, can maybe pull off the upset in that game on the lakefront. The season is finally here. Every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm Adam Abdallah, at Adam A. Abdallah on Twitter. Black and Abdallah every weeknight, 6 to 8 p.m. Thank you for listening to the Bear Down Podcast.